Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. This is the topic in this edition of Shi'ar Jashub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to the third part of this important sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been teaching on the New Covenant ministry and what the message and position of the New Covenant minister should be. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo. There is a great responsibility of service. This is not to exalt the minister, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher into a position that people are drawn to them, to their ministry, and lift them up, though we cannot deny that Paul had a very important ministry, right? It's written in the Bible. Still, the focus, the reason it was so successful in the sight of the Lord was that he led people to Jesus Christ. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord. And the one, the only one that is exalted, the only one who is preached, the focus of any new contract, New Testament teaching has to be on the Lord Jesus Christ. And why? Why is that? Well, just in case there's any more need of explanation, after all he says, he gives one last verse in verse 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's why that has to be the focus of the preaching. That's why he, Jesus Christ, has to be the focus of the preaching. And he brings the person back to creation, the great creation. God commands light to shine out of darkness. And he compares that now to the great salvation you have a heart, a human heart that is dark and void and empty. And now the Spirit of God hovers over that empty place and desires to do a work there. And the Almighty God proclaims, let there be light. And the light shines into that heart. And now in that heart, there is the knowledge of the glory of God. Now in our hearts, in our spirits, in our very being, before where there's darkness, where there's a vacuum, where there's fear, where there are questions, where there's doubt and confusion, now light comes in. Let there be light. The light shines in. The person can have knowledge of the glory of Almighty God. How? For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge. You can know the knowledge of the glory of God. How? In the face of Jesus Christ. The face of Jesus Christ in the heart shines the light of the glory of God. That's the only way the creation 
the salvation, the making of a new man, a new woman. The eternal resurrection, the new self is made. The only way the knowledge of God comes in and the darkness is cast away by the light of God is in the face of Jesus Christ. That is the most important thing that any minister can preach. Because apart from the face of Jesus, if you take Jesus out of the equation, you just have a dead religion with rituals and traditions, maybe some nice songs, maybe some good incense. But you don't have the living knowledge of God that only comes in the face of Jesus Christ. Christianity, true Christianity, is a real, active relationship with God through Jesus Christ. When you see him, you see the Father. When you receive him, you receive the Father. And God's Holy Spirit shines the knowledge of the glory of God, Jesus, into your hearts. Praise be unto God. And with so great a glory, so great a salvation purchased by the blood of Christ Jesus, how cannot the focus of the message be clear? For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And how could it have been so shamefully changed in so many churches over the centuries and by so many ministers? We are nothing. We are nothing. There is no minister, there is no building, there is no institution that has salvation in itself. We are nothing. He, Jesus Christ, is everything. And so Paul says in verse 7, but we have this treasure, this great treasure, this great glory of the gospel of God in earthen vessels. We are nothing. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. This all-surpassing power is clearly from God. It's not from us. When they're going around preaching Jesus, great power, great miracles are happening. But it's not because of them. They are faithful servants. They're diligent servants for Jesus' sake. But it's because of Jesus Christ. So when they want to take Paul and make him a god, he tears his clothes because they've missed the whole point. The whole point is I needed Jesus, Paul says, and you need him too. That's the only way he shines light, that we receive light into our poor, dark, pathetic hearts. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of God, his all-surpassing power, may be of God and not of us, that there is no doubt where the life is coming from. But when we don't want to admit we're earthen vessels, when we want to dress ourselves up and make ourselves in positions of importance, and we love being called father, father, rabbi, rabbi, teacher, teacher, bishop, bishop, and we want to make ourselves look a certain way that we receive praise and the, and the respect, the undue respect of men, then we take the focus off of Jesus Christ and we put on all the different trappings of religion. And the devil's very happy about that 
because there's never been a bishop or a cardinal or a priest or a minister who's saved one person that can get into their hearts and shine the light of the gospel of God. They can be a vessel if they submit themselves, but only Jesus Christ can save. There is no doubt from these scriptures where the New Testament focus should be and where it should not. And I'll close with one last scripture, uh, John chapter 3. Remember, Jesus said that the Baptist was the greatest of those born of women. And what did the Baptist say in John chapter 3? We'll, read, we'll start reading at verse 25. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, Jesus, behold, he is baptized and all are coming to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness. Bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He's happy. He's glad that Jesus is drawing people to him. They're looking to say, hey, look, you're losing they're going over to Jesus. You wonder how many ministers in churches today might be afraid that if their church becomes really born again, they may lose. And so they keep the people in a little darkness and the devil smiles. John is happy. He's the friend of the bridegroom. He hears the bridegroom's voice and he rejoices greatly. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. And then verse 30, what does he say? He must increase, but I must decrease. And so should be the attitude of any true servant of the Lord. Any servant, and we're all servants of Jesus Christ. We're there to bring people to him and then to rejoice when they turn and change and lean on him. Now, we may have a lot to offer at the beginning. Like a parent with a child, you know things they don't know. But you don't say you don't have the potential of growing up. Too often in religion, it's as though the people don't have the potential of being in the same place as the minister. And it was never meant to be so. Every person should be brought to the position of depending upon Jesus Christ and turning to him and learning from him and being anointed in his spirit that each would be a mighty member of the body of Christ. Not so that one person dominates a whole group of other people. And if John the Baptist knew to say, I must decrease, he must increase. If Peter knew to pull Cornelius up and say, I'm just a man like you, don't worship me, then how could those that came afterwards make people kiss their rings, bow down before them, and make themselves something they are not when they should have been taking that allegiance and giving it to Jesus Christ and focusing the minds of the people and the hearts of the people on him? I must 
decrease, he must increase. The true prophet, the true teacher, the true minister will say, I must decrease, and he, the Lord Jesus Christ, must increase. He is above all. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this teaching by Paul that we have in 2 Corinthians. Father, we pray that as he and all those initial apostles and teachers and prophets understood their right place in you and saw the glory and rejoiced the glory of the new covenant that we all with unveiled faces can come before you. Father God, that you would restore that in your church today that every believer in Jesus Christ would understand that they have a position before you and that the only intercessor between you and them is your Son, Christ Jesus, and that they can see your glory in his face. Father, he is the head of the church. We pray that your church would again listen, that we would each be brothers and sisters in him. In Jesus' name we pray. You can find more Bible study programs on the Shi'ar Jeshub website at www.shi'arjeshub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll also find commentaries written by Pastor Greg. Service times and directions are also on the site. Please join us next time. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.